hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. A new dawn is coming to the U.S. stock market, and it's time to throw out the investment blueprint of the last decade and prepare for a massive shift. If you've lost money over the past two years, this changes everything. Hi, my name is Mark Chaikin, and I was hired to create three new indices for the NASDAQ based on what I've learned in 50 years on Wall Street. So believe me when I tell you this shift could send dozens of stocks soaring sky high in just the next 90 days. But this is an extreme setup I haven't seen in years, since before the 2020 crash. The last time this happened, you could have more than tripled your money by just owning one stock. And I'm revealing this number one stock to buy today, 100% free of charge at newaistock.com. The question is why? Because everyday Americans will be impacted mostly by what's coming. And I want you to be on the right side of the table when this shift happens. Don't delay. Just visit www.newaistock.com. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. You know, attention to detail is critical when you own your own business, so use LegalZoom.com for the legal details. Now, their network of independent attorneys licensed in 48 states, well, they know local laws and can provide answers to your legal questions. LegalZoom.com is not a law firm, so you won't pay by the hour. Just use Hannity One when you check out and save even more. LegalZoom.com. I made this case and that we had to go forward. We had no choice anymore but to go for a special counsel. And man, she just jumped down my throat. It was fierce and chilling. She kind of belittled him in front of everybody. And, and anybody that stood up and tried to say this is a bad idea was, you know, smashed down and belittled um, very personally. Did you ever throw a lamp at your husband? No, I didn't. Did you ever throw a Bible at your husband? No, I didn't. Do you have a terrible temper? No, but I do get angry about things. I'm not going to deny that. If you go to the, go to the end of the line. Okay. Why don't you go to the end of the line? The fact is, we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest, or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? You want me to tell you what my husband thinks? 
My husband is not the Secretary of State. I am. <laughs> so you ask my opinion, I will tell you my opinion. I'm not going to be channeling my husband. This woman, this little, little soft-spoken, pardon me for the phrase, dowdy woman, that was seen very unassertive, took a hold of my hand and squeezed it and said, do you understand everything that you do? I could have passed out at that moment. And she held on to my hand and she said, do you understand everything that you do? I mean, cold chills went up my spine. That's the first time I became afraid of that woman. I am so sick. I am so sick of the Sanders campaign lying about me. I'm sick of them. And I also think we'd be a lot better off if we actually talked to each other instead of yelling at each other. I am sick and tired of people who say that if you debate and you disagree with this administration, somehow you're not patriotic and we should stand up and say we are Americans and we have a right to debate and disagree with any administration. Ah, we going to question people's temperament for the job of being president of the United States? Oh, we just got that's just the beginning of the tape we have. Let me play again the beginning of this because you might not have recognized the voices. The first one is George Stephanopoulos talking about Hillary who jumps down people's throats. That is absolutely fierce and chilling with her explosive temper. The second voice is D.D. Myers talking about how Hillary smashes people down and belittles people. Oh, shocking. Who has who has who doesn't have the temperament for the job? I made this case and that we had to go forward. We had no choice anymore but to go for a special counsel. And man, she has jumped down my throat. You know, basically, you, know, you never believed in us. You never stood for us. You know, we were all alone in New Hampshire, and it was fierce and chilling. She kind of belittled him in front of everybody, and you know, I thought he t- he took he took it, and I. I couldn't believe that she really believed, I didn't believe that she really believed it. And anybody that stood up and tried to say this is a bad idea was, you know, smashed down and belittled um, very personally. Smashed down, belittled, jumping down throats, fierce, chilling, vicious temper. They're describing their friend, Hillary Clinton. You know, I want you uh, and and keep this in mind when Gary Byrne, the Secret Service agent, comes out with his book in about, well, less than a month now, about two weeks or so. I know we have a book for TV. We also have a book for radio. And I'm looking forward to uh, doing some of the first interviews with him and getting a copy of the book. Do you know when we're actually going to get a physical copy next week? Okay. Looking forward to that. I bet you the Clinton people would pay me a hundred grand for the early copy of that book so they can feed it to Media Matters and podesta and brock and all the rest of them so they can do their hatchet job for them like they did poor gary aldrich years ago they do it again just like they did to juanita and kathleen and paula and dolly kyle and jennifer flowers you know this is their mo this is what they do you know send james carville out there oh you drag a dollar through a trailer park now do you remember when i said before the beginning of this year i said buckle up It's going to be a rocky road. It's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There's always an ebb and flow to political cycles. And I said, by the time you go from Iowa, which was February 1, to where we went last night, 
it's going to be a long road, but it's going to go quickly. Well, let me remind you on this 8th of June, between now and the conventions, July 18th is the Republican convention, July 25th is the Democratic convention. Let me warn you that November and then the presidential debates and vice presidential debate, it's going to go very, very, very quickly. Time is going to fly, and you'll see. So we now have a battle set. The battle, the prize, is the presidency of the United States of America. The biggest, most important job in the world, and it's going to be Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. Now, every election is usually determined by a lot of things. First and foremost, I always say this, peace and prosperity. I think the fact that we have an additional 12.5 million people on food stamps, an additional 10 million in poverty, and, and tens and tens of millions out of the labor force is going to have a big impact. The slowing of the economy is having a big impact. There was an interesting article. I wonder if it's true. The May jobs number of 38,000, some think that it might be tied to Obama wanting a particularly low number to prevent quantitative easing and the Fed from raising interest rates in June so they can keep the economy artificially inflated at least till November because they know it's on the brink of a collapse because we never really got out of the recession. But anyway, but a lot of things determine elections. You know, at the end of the day, I can tell you right now what states matter the most. And and don't take offense if your state is not mentioned here, but obviously Ohio and Florida. And uh, and then you got Iowa is going to matter. Michigan's going to matter. Nevada is going to matter. New Hampshire is going to matter. North Carolina is going to matter. Pennsylvania is going to matter. Virginia, that's why Terry McAuliffe wants all those convicted felons to vote. That's going to matter. Wisconsin's going to matter. And then maybe there's a state or two in there that maybe could get put in play, like, I don't know, maybe a state like uh, New Jersey, possibly. Maybe that could be put in play. If that's put in play, that's great. But there are going to be tons of things that are going to determine people's decision in this election. I think this is a classic choice election. Either want to continue Obama's failed economic policies, record debt deficit, the, the, the largest number of people out of the labor force that we've ever faced, 50 million Americans in poverty, 45 million Americans on food stamps. You want to continue that or you want to you want to continue Obamacare or you want to replace it. You either want to expand coal mining and drilling and nuclear technology and fracking and other technologies or you want to remain dependent on foreign oil, the countries that hate us. You either want a president that's going to fix the VA or not fix the VA a president that sees the need to put America first, and that means militarily, and negotiate better trade deals and build a wall and send education back to local communities and municipalities, or you don't. That's what this choice election's about. Who's, who is Hillary going to pick for the Supreme Court? Who would Trump pick? That's now what it's all come down to. Now, there's going to be other things. You know, the, the campaign's outreach, their discipline, their ground game, how the conventions are run, the people they choose to put around them, the debates. Then there's a whole bunch of other factors. Does Hillary get a criminal referral? Does Hillary get indicted? Other unscripted moments, you know, like uh, Joe the plumber, stuff like that. Other outside events, maybe some type of economic calamity, maybe some type of, you know, international crisis that we face. Maybe revelations about the candidates that we don't know. 
Maybe it's just the skill level of the candidates as uh, as candidates. I don't think Hillary's a particularly good candidate. And it goes on and on. But one thing that each campaign is going to pay special attention to is what is known, what we call a narrative. By the way, the AP says nine people were hurt in an attack and uh, in Tel Aviv. Just had a friend of mine in from Israel today that I was talking to about what's going on there. Recently, Israel struck and it got very little news, both Syria and Hezbollah. I'm not surprised. Anyway, so each campaign is going to watch what the narrative is. In other words, the storyline, what the media is talking about. You know, in other words, the campaign should have a message of the day and the campaign's going to want to present their message and also how they portray the other candidate. Now, Hillary Clinton has evidenced in her foreign policy speech the other day she wants to portray Donald Trump as temperamentally unfit for office. Meanwhile, I just debunked that narrative. I would take the tapes of George Stephanopoulos and Dee Dee Myers and her screaming and yelling and, and absolutely unhinged, and I would put that out there because uh, she wants the voters to think he's an existential threat to America. Well, that's just ridiculous, but anyway, that's her narrative. And that he's impulsive and and could trigger us into a war. Well, she didn't do too good in Libya. She didn't do too good in Iraq. She didn't do too well with the Iranian nuclear deal. Anyway, and um, and she wants to do in 2016 what Democrats did to Barry Goldwater in 1964. And that scare Americans appeal to their fears. And uh, and that's what the plan is. There was an infamous advertisement in 64. It's. A little girl standing in a meadow. You hear birds chirping. She's picking petals of a daisy, counting different numbers. After she reaches nine, she pauses as if trying to remember the next number. And then a male voice is heard saying, ten, ten. And at the start of a missile launch countdown, the countdown continues. A zoom of the video focuses on the girl's uh, right eye until her pupil fills with the screen and eventually blacking it out as the countdown simultaneously reaches zero. The blackness is replaced by a bright flash and the sound of a nuclear explosion and the footage of a nuclear detonation. And you see the footage of a mushroom cloud. So that's what, that's what Hillary's trying to do. And the Trump people should understand it. Now, I think what Donald Trump is laying out is what he, the narrative he's revealing, I think, came out last night. And there were some policy differences, which I think is important. I think you always got to point out the differences because she is basically running as a third term of Obama. Anyway, so he mentioned a lot of those things opposing, you know, bad trade deals and the Trans-Pacific Partnership. By the way, Hillary actually took that out of her paperback edition of her book, what she had said about TPP. I thought that was interesting or the fact that her husband supported NAFTA. Anyway, he mentioned other issues, energy, taxes, putting America first. I think putting America first is important right now because America's in decline. I'm going to be America's champion. You know, the election isn't about Republican or Democrat. It's about who runs the country, the special interests or the people, you know, the special interests or the American people. Every election year, politicians promise change. Obama promised change, then it didn't work out too well. And every year they fail to deliver. Why would politicians want to change a system that is totally rigged in order to keep them in power? Because that's what they're doing. Why would politicians want to change a system that's made them and their friends very, very wealthy? Let's see, Podesta, Brock, you know, all the Clinton sycophants, Sid Vicious Blumenthal. 
I beat a rigged system, said Trump, by winning the overwhelming support of the people. The only way you could have done it. And after years of, of disappointment, there's one thing we've learned. We can't fix the rigged system by relying on the very people who rigged it. They rigged it, and they'll do whatever they think. They're not going to do anything differently, and we can't solve problems by counting on the politicians who created the problems. It's a pretty good narrative to me. And then he added the Clintons have turned their politics of personal enrichment into an art form for themselves. That's true, too. Hundreds of millions of dollars selling access, selling favors, selling government contracts. Hundreds of millions of dollars. The State Department, he said, she turned into a private hedge fund. The Russians, the Saudis, the Chinese all gave money to Bill and Hillary and got favorable treatment. And it's sad when a sad day for this country when foreign governments with deep pockets have more influence in our own country than our great citizens. So Trump is going after Clintons, being insiders, being corrupt, a particular kind of corruption linked to a rigged political system. And Trump during this, you know, anti-political, anti-establishment, anti-Washington year is clearly portraying Hillary as the embodiment of everything that is corrupt in our system. And he's portraying himself as the agent of change, an outsider, and a guy who's going to take a wrecking ball to the ruling class. I actually think he'll do it, too. In other words, he's trying to tap into the pre-existing, off-the-charts anger that all of us justifiably feel. I think that's a pretty successful strategy. I've got a lot of other news we've got to get to here today. We'll get it all in, I promise, including Hillary's temper that we'll talk about. We'll talk where our pollsters on the program today as we now begin the Trump versus Hillary countdown and uh, much, much more. Also, Bernie, where's Bernie supporters going to go? We have a pretty good indication a lot of them may go to Trump. They're so angry at being betrayed and having this election stolen from them in a rigged system. I don't blame. If I'm a Bernie supporter, I'm pissed off. I would never vote for Hillary. You need to take control of your family and assets. Now, it sounds like common sense, but too many people procrastinate instead of getting an estate plan before it's too late. Now, with LegalZoom.com, there's no reason to put it off any longer. Now, you don't have to figure out on your own whether you need a will or a living trust and what's best for you. Instead, you work with an independent attorney now available in 48 states. Now, they'll walk you through your options and recommend an estate plan that offers the best solution to fit your needs. And since LegalZoom is not a law firm, well, you can count on efficiency and value. Everything is on your schedule, your terms, plus you know what your estate plan bundle costs up front instead of worrying about high hourly rates. Now, that's how LegalZoom has become the leader in helping families with their legal needs. You get the legal help, and you walk away feeling great about it. So don't leave the most important decisions that you can make in the hands of other people. Take control of your family's future with an estate plan bundle at LegalZoom.com today. Just use Hannity One when you check out and save even more. LegalZoom.com. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I am woman, hear me roll. This vast right-wing conspiracy that has been conspiring against my husband since the day he announced for president. You have to be a little bit crazy to run for president. I think I'm probably the most transparent person in public life. Words about me will continue to fill 
many archives and warehouses across the world. I don't throw anything away. I, I'm like two steps short of a hoarder. Um, are you keeping a, a diary? Are you keeping good notes of what's happening Heavens to you? Heavens no. If you get subpoenaed, I can't write anything down. The fact is, we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest, or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? Go to the end of the line. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you go to the end of the line? If, if you, you have no reason to remember, but we came out of the White House not only dead broke, but in debt. I remember landing under sniper fire. There was supposed to be some kind of a greeting ceremony at the airport, but instead we just ran with our heads down to get into the vehicles. No, wait, that's what I said when I was sleep deprived. You can read my book and I said something very different. And that means we gotta be kinder. Wait, you want me to tell you what my husband thinks? My husband is not the Secretary of State, I am. And we have to be more compassionate and empathetic and put our mindful, thank you. If you ask my opinion, I will tell you my opinion. I'm not going to be channeling my husband. Even here at home, we have to stand up for women's rights and reject efforts to marginalize any one of us. Don't you someday want to see a woman president of the United States of America? about new beginnings, another new hairstyle, a new email account. I am sick and tired of people who say that if you debate and you disagree with this administration, somehow you're not patriotic and we should stand up and say we are Americans and we have a right to debate and disagree with any administration. <laughs> and there's the temperament to be president. Anyway, 24 now till the top of the hour. Toll-free telephone numbers, 800-941-SHAWN. All right, so we got an update on the Tel Aviv shooting. Two gunmen opened fire at crowds at a popular Sorona market. Terrorists are shot. Police are searching for other suspects. And uh, apparently they were both shot, disarmed by security forces. One of the gunmen reportedly fled the scene, shot and neutralized. And you always have to admire the the ability of the Israeli police defenses and IDF forces to get the job done. Sad, though, that, you know, it keeps coming. The threat is never ending in Israel. By the way, this is a shocking poll. I've never seen this before. Hillary is leading Donald Trump. 88% to 1%. The biggest gap in any poll ever taken. Oh, that's right. A poll was taken in... Mexico. <laughs> Sorry. New presidential <laughs> poll taken in the world's top 25 nations shows enormous support for the socialist Hillary. Of course, all the socialist countries want America in decline. Why wouldn't they? Did you see Hillary wore a $12,495 Armani jacket during her speech about inequality? 
Oops. Wow. Remember Sarah Palin? They gave her clothes and everyone had a fit. Oh, my gosh. What a double standard. Uh, Let's see. The former Clinton aide, I keep saying, remember the name Brian Pagliano. Well, because he's now got a plea deal. I'm going to get to that in a second. We'll stay right there. Anyway, I just want to finish this one thought about the election because I think this is really important. So Donald Trump is going to be the outsider. He's going to leverage everything to his advantage. And he's not going to apologize for not having political experience as Mrs. Clinton does. He's going to exploit it. He's going to say, in so many words, I'm not a politician and I'm damn proud of it. And his argument is they have wrecked the system and millions of Americans are suffering. Now, this to me is all right. When you when you go down, if this is what I think it's going to be, this is going to be a compare and contrast election. Trump says he'll balance the budget, Hillary. It's more of the same as Obama. Eliminate Obamacare, not eliminate Obamacare. Allow drilling and fracking and and coal mine expansion and nuclear technology or don't. Send education back to the states or not. Build the wall or not. Fix the VA or not. Build up our military or not. So it's going to be a choice election. And so last night, Donald Trump is went after the political establishment This is an anti-Washington, anti-establishment year by every objective, and it seems like a pretty smart strategy. Hillary Clinton is the embodiment of this corrupt political system. She has benefited, and her husband has benefited more than anybody else. That's why she's never going to release those Wall Street speeches that she got paid $250,000 a clip for, her and her husband making $50 million in just a two-year period of time. They're not going to release all the monies that were given to them by foreign entities, even those that practice Sharia law and have abysmal human rights records, especially towards women. She is going to try and and act as though she is uh, that Donald Trump doesn't have the temperament. That's basically going to be her argument. She doesn't have the temperament. And Trump will portray himself as a real agent of change, an outsider who wants to, as I said, take a wrecking ball to the ruling class. And he'll tap into this already existing, off-the-charts anger and frustration that the American people have towards Washington. Now, I think what's pretty interesting about this is, and I don't know who's going to win, I can't tell you. There's too many too many variables between now and November. I'll tell you, it's going to go fast, and it's, we're going to have a new president. And whether or not Trump can pull this off, it's impossible to know right now. I hope so. I don't think he had a particularly good week. I did like seeing him reading from a teleprompter last night. He doesn't always have to read from a teleprompter, but he should have notes before him. I think he's got to understand that this race is now at a different level than it was during the primary. And my guess is he's starting to sketch out the best attack lines against Hillary Clinton. And he's got to understand Obama's going to get into this. And I think that the Trump people better understand that they need to be disciplined and and stick with it. Not go down every rabbit hole that that shows up in their path. And Hillary is not going to be placid and, and just take the pounding. Clintons are notorious for firing back. They'll fire back hard. This is going to be a brutal campaign. And if there's anybody out there that you're listening to on radio or television that has is telling you what the outcome is going to be, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. There's too many unknowns. I would say this to the Trump people. They better pay attention to this. 
Hillary Clinton has 21 press aides. She has a communications director, a lead press secretary, a day-to-day spokesperson, a traveling press secretary, a rapid response director, a rapid response spokesperson, and a variety of other handlers dedicated to certain regions and, and specialized outlets and topics. I think that's what it takes to drive a coherent national message. And I think that this latest issue with the, the whole judge issue shouldn't take five days for the Trump people to figure out. And let CNN last night, poor Jeffrey Lord, I mean, it was unwatchable what they did to this poor guy. Seven people, eight people lining up against them. The whole hour is discussing Donald Trump's a racist. You know, of course, you have Van Jones and David Axelrod and Michael Smirconish. Whatever happened to Michael Smirconish once started out as a conservative? It's just they became unwatchable. S.E. Cup was a disappointment. It was horrible. I always liked her. I don't know what happened to her. She's probably, you know what happened? She went to CNN. That's what happened. Joe Scarborough spending days on this. You know, he's another one. He just wants to be liked by the mainstream media. It's just so obvious. He wants to be respected and liked, you know. Anyway, but that's not that's not going to determine this election. I'm just saying that what you've got to I would say that I would look closely at what the Wall Street Journal pointed out as it relates relates to Clinton's press operation. And I duplicate it in whatever way you can. <laughs> yeah, look at this. The State Department says they need 75 years to gather up Hillary's emails. The RNC FOIA request that. You guys say it's going to take 75 years to complete. And I actually did a little digging on this. And um, I mean, all, you know, I mean, that is a, an incredible number. Um, but um, yeah, 75 so I can't years. comment specifically because it's a matter of ongoing litigation. But I would ask you guys to look at the, the court filings that do, do provide. The, 75 years. Uh, the, all right, the, enough. The, That's where you get the point. By the way, I keep telling you that there's this guy that could be the John Dean of our error. His name is Brian Pagliano. How many times have I told you? Remember that name. Hannity said it a bunch. I know that name. You're going to seem smart to all your friends when you go out drinking. Anyway, Brian Pagliano, the John Dean of the email gate scandal. Anyway, his lawyer now says that his client has provided the FBI with the evidence that they would need to recommend a prosecution to the Justice Department. It's not clear whether the evidence incriminates other tar- others targeted by the investigation or just Pagliano. But anyway, lawyers for Pagliano, who was the State Department Inf- Information Technology Specialist, he's the guy that put Hillary's email server together. Anyway, he provided new details in a federal lawsuit on Tuesday about an immunity agreement with the Justice Department. They also argued that Pagliano should be allowed to invoke his Fifth Amendment rights pending a deposition with Judicial Watch because he has information that could, quote, furnish a link in the chain of evidence needed to prosecute. This is getting very interesting. I just I, I don't know what to make of it, though. Here's another thing. Obama's resettlement program for Syrian refugees. Well, they're spending one point eight billion dollars in your money to help support the refugees. By the way, you know what that means? That's $20,000 per refugee that you're paying. Donald Trump says, put America first. I'm kind of saying, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's put America first. That would be a good change of pace. Angry Bernie supporters on a Facebook post, almost 450 members are venting their anger at Hillary Clinton and the the so-called victory she had. 
Now, if you look at the numbers to get the Democratic nomination, if you want to get that as a Democrat, remember, what was the magic number? 1237 for the Republicans. All right. For a Democrat, the magic number was 2,382. Well, Hillary only won 2,184, including last night's contest. The only one remaining is only 25 delegates. 20 delegates left is in D.C. So she fell short of winning the nomination outright. The reason she's going to be the nominee is because 571 superdelegates went to her and only 48 went to Bernie. No wonder these Bernie people are so mad. And Bernie supporters are now threatening retaliation against reporters and Hillary Clinton. And they're saying in large numbers that they're going to vote for Donald Trump. And I don't blame them. By the way, that's not the only good news for Trump. Fox News Latino points out the new polling analysis data compiled over 30 days as of June 1st. Trump has 37 percent positive view in the Hispanic community. And by the way, that's 10 percent higher than what Mitt Romney got. That's a pretty good sign. Also, public policy polling shows that Trump now is in the lead over Hillary in the state of Florida. It's close, but he's in the lead. And then you still have these other people like Scott Walker. You know, what's going on in the Republican Party, as I said the other day, is a disgrace. Uh, Paul Ryan has become such a huge, massive disappointment. Well, now Scott Walker, this whole, you know, Lindsey Graham community has gotten out of control. Paul Ryan kicked it off yesterday. Now we have Scott Walker. I thought Scott Walker was a smarter guy than than this. And he said this morning, if Trump doesn't apologize about the La Raza judge comments, that he might not support Trump at the convention. When do these people that all lost, when do they get, you know, I just, the the ability for Republicans to create a circular firing squad and self-destruct never ends. I saw my friend Hugh Hewitt yesterday apparently called the Republican Party to change their convention rules and drop Donald Trump. Well, why did we all vote? What was the point of all that? Why did we caucus? He got 1.4 million more votes than any other Republican nominee in history. Good grief. So tired of people. It's all about them, how they look. We all want an economy with more opportunity and less inequality, where Wall Street can never wreck Main Street again. We all want a government that listens to the people, not the power brokers, which means getting unaccountable money out of politics. And we all want a society that is tolerant, inclusive, and fair. We all believe that America succeeds when more people share in our prosperity, when more people have a voice in our political system, when more people can contribute to their communities. We believe that cooperation is better than conflict, unity is better than division, empowerment is better than resentment, and bridges are better than walls. The Clintons have turned the politics of personal enrichment into an art form for themselves. They've made hundreds of millions of dollars selling access, selling favors, selling government contracts, and I mean hundreds of millions of dollars. Secretary Clinton even did all of the work on a totally illegal private server. 
Something that how she's getting away with this, folks, nobody understands. Designed to keep her corrupt dealings out of the public record, putting the security of the entire country at risk, and a president in a corrupt system is totally protecting her. Not right. I am going to give a major speech on probably Monday of next week, and we're going to be discussing all of the things that have taken place with the Clintons. I think you're going to find it very informative and very, very interesting. I wonder if the press will want to attend. Who knows? All right, now the table is set. Glad you're with us. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. It's going to be interesting to see how this speech goes on Monday for Mr. Trump. I'd actually recommend, it's sort of like what Newt Gingrich is saying. I would recommend that he stick with the big ideas and compare and contrast what America would be like with Hillary, a continuation of Obama's policies and record debt. Endless spending, redistribution, as she even referred to numerous times in her speech last night. A continuation of Obamacare, which has resulted in premiums going up over 40 percent nationwide under Obama, where Trump would repeal and replace it. You know, shutting down coal and drilling and oil and fracking like Hillary wants to do versus creating millions of jobs, high paying and becoming energy independent. Fixing our VA, building up our military, building the wall. Yeah, I think we need a wall. We can build we can build new bridges, but we also need a wall. So uh, I think that would be a, a far better way to go through it. I don't know if he means, you know, does that mean that he's going to go through every issue from Whitewater to Filegate to uh, removing the files from Vince Foster's office or the Lost Rose Law Firm billing records that magically reappeared years later in the White House or the... The Commerce Department's pay-to-play junkets or renting the Lincoln bedroom or John Wong or Charlie Tree or Johnny Chung. You guys remember any of this? Or no controlling legal authority comments like like Al Gore once made about the telephone calls from the White House soliciting contributions or Monica Lewinsky and impeachment or pardon gate or, you know, the uh, Bosnia airport sniper lie. <laughs> I was just tired. I thought it was bullets and it was really flowers they gave me. Or what happened in Benghazi or this whole email scandal or the speaking fees or the Clinton Foundation. I'm, you know, I'm just going off my memory. I'm not sure if this is going to be a laundry list Monday or what. But it certainly would be interesting. Frank Luntz is with us, founder of Luntz Global. And uh, Doug Schoen is back with us. Doug, I know you just saw a good friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours. How are I you? I did. I did. What's happening? Uh, well, I think that uh, Donald Trump had a pretty rough week, it sounded to me, from that soundbite that he's moving in the direction of making the issue about not uh, uh, ex- exogenous and extraneous forces like a Mexican judge in Indiana, but Secretary Clinton and his vision for the country. I think that's good for Trump. But I think Hillary starts this race uh, probably five to ten points ahead because of her big win and because of Donald Trump having a rough week last week. I don't know. You know, she's running on the issue of temperament. Let me just play a little bit for you. Let me play just, and I have a long, long montage that I've been playing on the program today, but let me just start with the words of George Stephanopoulos talking about how Hillary jumps down people's throats and is fierce and chilling in her temper, and Dee Dee Myers talking about how she smashes people down and belittles people. 
I made this case and that we had to go forward. We had no choice anymore but to go for a special counsel. And man, she just jumped down my throat. You know, basically, you, know, you never believed in us. You never stood for us. You know, we were all alone in New Hampshire, and it was fierce and chilling. She kind of belittled him in front of everybody, and you know, I thought he t he took he took it, and I I couldn't believe that she really be I didn't believe that she really believed it. And anybody that stood up and tried to say this is a bad idea was you know smashed down and belittled um, very personally. Uh, you know, Frank Luntz, I think that could be a pretty good TV ad. What do you think? Well, the problem is that you're going back in time. And what we've learned is that there are three areas. Well, the problem is you didn't hear the whole montage because I start back in time and I come up to the present with her screaming and yelling and getting angry. But that's not it. Sean, do you, if you really want to beat her, no. you start with integrity because it's the number one value, the number one attribute that undecided voters want in their president, someone who says what they mean and means what they say. Second is you move to someone who really understands them, who understands the challenges of hardworking Americans, and here's someone who hasn't uh, driven a car in decades, someone who flies private, someone who only stays at the best suites at the best hotels, and someone who really doesn't understand what it is to live paycheck to paycheck, struggling to get by. Frank, are you talking about the, Trump or Clinton? And then number three is that you want someone who over time has demonstrated a career outside politics. Now, in all three of those cases, she's got a problem. In all three of those cases, and by the way, Sean, that's in order of what matters to people. So that, if you really want to beat her, those are the areas that you focus on. You know, I, I don't disagree with any of that. And I also think that this is a, a real choice election for America. You know, on issues of the economy, you've got a continuation of what Obama started. Uh, Trump wants to actually balance the budget on health care. Do you want to keep Obamacare? Do you want to replace it on energy? Do you want to drill? Do you want coal mining? Do you want nuclear power? Do you want fracking or not on education? Do you think the government ought to be ramming it down people's throats through common core or do you want the states to decide and local districts to decide do you want the border built or not do you want the va fixed or not do you want the military built up or not can i make uh, one on supreme on supreme court justices what kind do you want allow me to edit that just in one way yeah. which is that you're seeing it from the perspective of what you want the government to do the way the public sees it is what do we want to receive ourselves do we want schools that work or do you want to continue to graduate our own kids who cannot read the diplomas that they just received? Do you want a job that you can count on? Do you want a career rather than just a job, something that's rewarding for you? But it's, so, but it's a little deeper than that, but because, it, but, because here's the problem. You've got one in five American families that don't have a single member of their family in the workforce. You've got 95 million Americans out of the labor force. You've got one in six young men, 18 to 34, either in jail or out of work. And then you add to that... Twelve and a half million more Americans on food stamps, 10 million more Americans in poverty. This is the legacy of what she supports and says she's going to do. Those are real people, real suffering, real government failure at a very high level. But it has to come from the perspective, and I'll be curious if Doug agrees or disagrees, for either candidate. The candidate that addresses is not from the perspective of the government towards the public, but addresses it from the perspective of the public, of the people themselves. 
to individualize and personalize these issues and humanize them from the American people back to the government. Now, Doug, what do you think? I, I think Frank is exactly right. And Trump has to make it less about him than what he's going to do for the American people. Now, the big issue to me is jobs and the economy. Because the statistics you read, Sean, given the jobs report last Friday, suggest huge problems with Obama's economic record. Uh, that's where I think he should be going. I think that's as important, if not more important, than the list of scandals that uh, you've read out and that he no. now started to talk about. Here's one interesting demographic number that I got today that I want to share with you. Uh, Fox News Latino reports that 37 percent in their latest polls, they did it for over a period of 30 days, shows that 37 percent of Hispanic voters back Donald Trump. Uh, and the uh, you know, they've been talking so much about the La Raza ju- judge. You think, oh, this has been a disaster. But that is 10 points higher, a full 10 points higher than the Latino vote that Mitt Romney won. And it would be just seven points less than what George W. Bush got, 44 percent in 2004, which was the high watermark for Latinos backing a Republican presidential candidate. How do you analyze that once? Well, he's got to do better. And let's be specific. It doesn't matter how how either candidate does nationwide. What matters is how they're doing in Florida, Ohio, Virginia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Iowa, New Hampshire, Colorado. So any polling that is done in any other state is not relevant to determining who wins this election. It's all an electoral college focus. I agree. And look, there, there are really 11 states that are going to determine the next president. We know the main ones, uh, Florida, Ohio, but that also includes Colorado, Iowa, New Hampshire, Michigan, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Virginia. They all, those are the states that are going to determine this election. I think every other state is predictable. And in those states, it's, it's the specific demographic groups. And I would be more concerned, and I'm trying to prioritize for your listeners, I'd be more concerned about how Trump is doing among women 30 to 49 because they make up a significant segment of the voter poll. Well, wait a minute, but recent polls show that Hillary is doing worse than men than Trump is doing with women. What do you make of that? But I agree with Doug. I think she starts with an advantage. And as the Bernie Sanders people finally come home, I think she really will have a five. I'll go five to seven point advantage as this campaign begins. Well, there was a great article today in the UK Telegraph about this very topic. And I'll throw this to Doug. And it's that uh, in the wake of Hillary's victory last night, and I think this is likely to change. But anyway, as of last night, uh, a major political party choosing a, a, a possible criminal suspect or a criminal suspect to be their presidential nominee. That's how I refer to it. But anyway, all these angry Bernie supporters, they're furious and I don't blame them. And they've now taken to the Internet to plan their next steps. And some are saying very publicly they're voting for Trump over Hillary Clinton. Now, in one of the most popular pro Sanders Facebook groups, which has about 450,000 members, well, people were venting their anger at Clinton's so-called win and posting how they plan to move forward. Now, Doug, if I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter today, I'm a pretty angry person. And you know why? Because it's simple math. Hillary Clinton needed uh, 2,000 
382 delegates to win the nomination. You know what she has after last night? 2,184. She's 200 short, 198 short of what she needs. And the only way she wins is because she has 571 superdelegates and Bernie only has 48. If I'm Bernie, I'm saying, whoa, why are they all going with her? Because the fix was in from the beginning. And that's what he will argue. I don't think, and Frank, I'm curious your view, I don't think uh, Bernie's going to get out because of the administrations of President Obama. I think he'll go to the convention, and I think a large part of the answer to Sean's question turns on what happens at the convention, what role Bernie plays, if any, going forward, and whether there are demonstrations, whether they be inside or outside the convention hall, and how the platform comes out. I think that goes a long way to seeing what the Sanders voters will do. And this is not, I, Doug, I, I absolutely agree. I was at the event in Santa Monica last night. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see how the Sanders people reacted because, frankly, I thought that he might be getting out. And these are people who are bitter because they believe that they've been robbed, that they believe that the whole rules and the system was set up against them. But here's the challenge. Bernie spent his opening demonizing Donald Trump, making it clear that Trump was the enemy. If he had been a little more subtle, if he had pushed that further into the speech, I would have thought maybe... Trump could get up to 25% of them. He's going to need 15% of them to rob Clinton of her base. I think that's doable. But, Sean, the one thing that I'm going to try to do, and I've heard Doug do this Real quick, we're out of time. Is I want to tell the truth. And I don't want people to believe that this is going to be easy. I don't want them to think that Trump is ahead. I think it's important to go step by step between now and November, giving them the facts. I don't think any of this is easy. I'm predicting that this is going to be a close race in every respect. And, uh... You know, but there are a lot of things that are going to happen between now and November that will impact the race. Maybe right. like Hillary will get indicted or maybe, maybe there'll like be a criminal Hillary referral. Maybe spend two billion dollars trashing Donald Trump. Which maybe. I think is a and, and maybe they'll spend two billion dollars trashing her. That's pretty easy, too. It's tit for tat. All right. Thank you both for being with us. I want to go back to the beginning again. I can't play this enough. It's George Stephanopoulos and it's Dee Dee Myers describing the temper, the viciousness of Hillary Clinton. Listen. I made this case and that we had to go forward. We had no choice anymore but to go for a special counsel. And man, she just jumped down my throat. It was fierce and chilling. She kind of belittled him in front of everybody. And, and anybody that stood up and tried to say this is a bad idea was, you know, smashed down and belittled um, very personally. Did you ever throw a lamp at your husband? No, I didn't. Did you ever throw a Bible at your husband? No, I didn't. Do you have a terrible temper? No, but I do get angry about things. I'm yeah. not going to deny that. Now, this is, this is pretty fascinating. Jump down my throat. Fierce. Chilling. That's how George Stephanopoulos describes Hillary Clinton. D.D. Myers, smash down, belittle. Oh, so maybe the Secret Service agent, maybe he's not so uh, wrong in this book that is highly anticipated. As he tells the story, she's not fit. She doesn't have the temperament to be the president of the United States. 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the uh, program. Let's go to Lois is in Spokane in Washington next on the Sean Hannity Show. How are you? Good morning, Sean. I'm fine. Thank you very much for taking my call. What's going on? I'm glad you called. I'm a Republic, uh, uh, Reagan Republican and conservative. We're mad. We are mad at the establishment career Republicans. We gave them the House, like they asked. They did nothing. We gave them the Senate. They did nothing. We want the presidency. 
we want to take it for us, not them. We want Trump. Well, because I think, uh, listen, I think what he's, if, if Trump followed through on building the wall, fixing the VA, gave us conservative judges, uh, made us energy independent, eliminated Obamacare, put education back to the states, you know, got us on a balanced budget plan, all the things he talks about, I think the country is infinitely better off. Uh, putting Absolutely. America first. Absolutely. I think I think it would be I like the agenda. It is bolder than anything I'm hearing from anybody in anybody else in Washington. And frankly, it echoes a lot of what I've been saying about the conservative solution caucus since 2013. So uh, if he does all those things, we're going to be in much better shape. But first, sure, he's got to get elected. Made a bad call. You know, he, he the judge on his private case on the civil suit released court documents, correct, before the trial. Right. What American, what American that's ever been in a courtroom or thinks they may be in a courtroom would want the court documents released before the trial? Where is that American? I think the other, the other big egregious error, there's a couple of them here about this judge. Number one, the judge appointing, you know, obviously a politically connected law firm to represent the plaintiffs. There's no incentive for any of them to ever settle a case, which is what you want to have happen. Ideally, a good judge is going to say, all right, both sides get in a room, hammer this out. I don't need to be involved here. That is the, the ideal situation. Cases back to the states and said All that, the time. Right? Listen, our courts are bogged down. One of the other things that needs to happen in our legal system, and this is part of tort reform, is that you've got to set up a system where loser pays. You know, I've had frivolous lawsuits brought against me. I'll give you an example. About a year and a half ago, I got sued by Lindsay Lohan and her mother. And you know what? I had to hire attorneys. I had to pay money. And I'm like Trump. I don't settle. I will never settle. I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to settle a suit, a nuisance suit that if you pay 50 grand, it goes away and you end up paying more in legal fees. I'm not doing it. Exactly. We have pride. We have dignity. And what the courts need to do is make... The attorney that brings the case, he needs to pay both sides. Yeah. Because the people that are bringing the case, they're victims also. Because in most cases, they don't realize they don't have a case. They have an attorney that wants money because they're going to get their fees. They want publicity, and that's why they're bringing the case. Well, to I, think, I, I love the idea. They have this concept in Great Britain. It's called loser pace. I think it works. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. Stephen is in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, HJJ, what's up, Stephen? How are you? Glad you called. Hey, I just wanted to talk about um, the rule or Trump's comments on uh, on the judge. Okay. Um, I totally, As a supporter of him, I totally have disagreed with that, what, what he said about that. And I just think it's petty. I think it's stupid. I don't think it's a good political move. I don't think... Um, he had any reason or any need to to make those comments when Hillary Clinton. I mean, you think this has any any comparison to the the legal things that she's going to be facing? I think he should have sat back, taken it like a man, and you know, and and then dealt with it. You know what I mean? And, and not had, had had stooped to her level. 
Look, I, 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 I said myself, number one, it was inarticulate. Number two, it focused on heritage. It should have focused on the politics, which is what I think he meant to do. And I, again, I don't think he thought it through. He speaks from the cuff, and, and it ended up being a, a five-day story. So he paid a big price for it. Um, know, do, do I, don't, I, th- I don't know if I would, I mean, I, I, I know we all say that, that he speaks up the cuff and, and he doesn't think he's not an experienced politician. Yeah, I think he's a very, very, very smart man. And I think he thinks, he's a smart man, but the art of the let me let me just tell you something. The art of the deal and the art of politics is very differently. It's very different. They're two different worlds. Mastering in less than a year to to have come as far as he has come in the political arena is frankly somewhat miraculous. But you know, I I'm not surprised that these mistakes are being made, but they better stop if he wants to win. If he wants to win, he's got to be smarter. You know, I um, I sent out a note to, to some friends of mine this morning. There was a, a Wall Street Journal article that caught my attention this morning, and I, I thought it was I thought it was worth, you know, really spending some time and paying attention to it all because I thought it really captured where we are in terms of the moment. But, you know, Hillary Clinton has 21 press aides, a communications director, a lead press secretary, a day-to-day spokesperson, a traveling press secretary, a rapid response director. Uh, she has a rapid response spokesperson and a variety of handlers that are literally dedicated to regional and specialized media outlets. And to me, you know, Trump has two people. And that's 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 got to change. And that's why what should have been a, a two hour story became a a five day story. So um, and, and that's, I think, a fundamental difference. Between the two campaigns, that's where professional politics usurps maybe natural instincts of an individual that got him this far. There's a very big difference between fighting in a primary and what he's now involved in, which is a general election campaign. Anyway, appreciate the call. Thank you. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Phoenix, KFYI. Eric is next on the Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Eric? How are you? Hey, real good, Sean. Glad to have the chance to talk to you. Uh, it was calling in basically for you know the trump thing but you guys have covered it you know to death but there's one thing i haven't heard and it's the implications that what's possible if they don't get this thing tossed out if they let the case go forward without the major litigant in it and continue to do this it could well they actually replaced the major litigant and you know and the reason that the the original plaintiff Remember, this is the judge that allowed it to become a class action suit. That's number one. Number two, they allowed the the main plaintiff in the case to be replaced because that main plaintiff was was on record as actually given very high grades to to Trump University. As a matter of fact, Trump put out a, a email yesterday. They have they have a website where you can see the reviews. I don't see those such a website with Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Laureate University, but. It doesn't really matter. This is not what the election is really going to be about, and I think that's important to remember. This is not going to... Def- but there's a precedent that could be set here, because if it's allowed to go forward, even if it's settled in a very minimal way, it could open the opportunity for someone who is unhappy because they had to drop out of college to file a lawsuit. And it's not going to be just one or one lawsuit. It's going to be two. They could fire a law or do a lawsuit against the university and then another one against the government for the loans. I l- mean, l- listen, I got to be honest, it could go on in perpetuity. But there is a strategy that I actually agree with that Trump is involved in here. And that is that 
you know, for the vast majority, the 99% that give them excellent grades for a good experience and they learned a lot, and then to have 1% or 2% of people try and use it and now leverage the, the political campaign is a very tough position to be put in. Anyway, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Back to our phones. Uh, let's say hi to John in Kansas City, Missouri. John, hi. How are you? We're glad you called. I'm good. Thanks for taking my call, and thanks for your show. Thank you. Um, my my comment is um, I was kind of disappointed in, in Trump's response to everybody wanting his tax returns and his uh, veterans' donations. His response should have been, I thought, was, okay, I will release those items next Wednesday at 1 o'clock if Hillary releases her speech transcripts at the same time and Mr. Obama releases his college transcripts at the same time. Well, he might be able to. He's still, I think that would be a great idea That's because they're never going to release it, and then that kind of sets the uh, bar. Look, that's another tough legal call. Now, imagine if you're one of these guys that has money and that you're every single year you file your taxes, the IRS is breathing down your neck. I know people will go through this every single solitary year. Now, I can tell you why I don't go through it every year is because I overpay. And number one and number two, you know, I'm I'm paid through companies. So it's not as complicated as, say, Donald Trump's 400,000 businesses. It's not 5000 pages of stuff to go through. So I don't have the the level of deductions. I have some deductions like everybody. But, you know, I, I know people that are in business that go through this nightmare and pay all of these legal fees and all of these accounting fees every single year. And usually the IRS ends up finding nothing. But that yeah, they're not going to repay the money. Happened to me. I had uh, um, I, I run a business and I did a do- charitable donation and I claimed it. Well, they audited me. And then after through it all, they owed me thirty six dollars. Yeah. All right. I, I, look, I, I, yeah, but how much do you how much time? You know, time is money for a lot of business people. How much time, how much effort, how much energy? I don't know what your lawyer charges an hour. I know mine charges a lot. And uh, it's not yeah. cheap. It's a pain in the you-know-what. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for being with us. I made this case that we had to go forward. We had no choice anymore but to go for a special counsel. And, man, she just jumped down my throat. It was fierce and chilling. She kind of belittled him in front of everybody. And, and anybody that stood up and tried to say this is a bad idea was, you know, smashed down and belittled um, very personally. Did you ever throw a lamp at your husband? No, I didn't. Did you ever throw a Bible at your husband? No, I didn't. Do you have a terrible temper? No, but I do get angry about things. So I'm not going to deny that. If you go to the go to the end of the line. Okay. Why don't you go to the end of the line? The fact is, we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest, or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? You want me to tell you what my husband thinks? My husband is not the Secretary of State. I am. (laughs) So you ask my opinion, I will tell you my opinion. I'm not going to be channeling my husband. This woman, this little, little soft-spoken, pardon me for the phrase, dowdy woman, that was seen very unassertive, took a hold of my hand and squeezed it and said, do you understand everything that you do? I could have passed out at that moment. And she held on to my hand, and she said, 
Do you understand everything that you do? I mean, cold chills went out my spine. That's the first time I became afraid of that woman. I'm so sick. I am so sick of the Sanders campaign lying about me. I'm sick of it. And I also think we'd be a lot better off if we actually talked to each other instead of yelling at each other. I am sick and tired of people who say that if you debate and you disagree with this administration, somehow you're not patriotic and we should stand up and say we are Americans and we have a right to debate and disagree with any administration. All right, so here we go. Final hour free for all. It is our news roundup information overload hour. And there it is, Hillary Clinton at the beginning of that tape, as I pointed out earlier, the person saying she jumped down my throat and is fierce and chilling. Well, that's George Stephanopoulos. And Dee Dee Myers was saying she'd smash people down and belittle people. And then you hear a very angry woman all throughout the years. Now we've got a Secret Service book coming out that uh, alleges that, yeah, Hillary Clinton did, in fact, throw a vase at her husband, did, in fact, give him a big shiner, and that the Secret Service had to ascertain whether or not protection needed to be given to Bill Clinton because of violence from Hillary Clinton. But I'm sure they'll smear, slander, besmirch uh, Gary Byrne, who is the Secret Service agent, when his book comes out. I'm sure those plans are already in the works. Well, that doesn't sound like she has the temperament to be the president of the United States. Joining us now, Leslie Marshall, Fox News contributor, host of the Leslie Marshall Show, and Jeffrey Lord. God, I felt sorry for you last night. It was like eight to one. I survived. You know, I mean, you did a great job. I couldn't watch it anymore. It was unwatchable. I mean, you were the only thing that I'm, I'm like sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, is it, can any more people pile on poor Jeff? Yeah, yeah. It's I unbelievable. Mean, it happened before, and, I, you know, I mean, that's just the way. Yeah, you spent an entire hour on this stupid thing, and it, it's unwatchable to me. I couldn't watch it. Anyway, former associate political director for the Reagan administration. He's the author of the brand-new book, What America Needs, The Case for Donald Trump, and he, of course, writes for The American Spectator. Uh, Leslie, when George Stephanopoulos talks about Hillary Clinton having a vicious uh, temper, out of control, jumping down people's throats, it, her being fierce and it's chilling, and Dee Dee Myers saying she loves to smash people down and belittle people, and then you hear the audio of her losing her temper time and time and time and time again, does that not concern you about her temperament? Not at all. Not at all. So that's fine with you. <laughs> If I, if I were married, to, if I were married to a man who cheated on me, and he did with Jennifer Flowers, and admitted to that, and of course we know what happened with Monica Lewinsky, I might throw something at my husband as well, Sean, and it wouldn't mean that I'm not fit to hold office. Really? So you're you would not hold back committing domestic violence against your husband? Is that what you're saying? Oh, domestic violence! If throwing a vase across the room at somebody is domestic violence, well, it actually what the what the Secret Service agent? Excuse me, that's not what the story is, though. Excuse me, let me correct the record. But the story is is that the Secret Service say she hit him with the vase, and he had a massive black eye. Now I see on the cover, I think it was People magazine. Uh, what is his name? Johnny Depp's girlfriend. I don't even what's that girl's name. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Yeah. She has a black eye, and everyone's talking about, well, did Johnny Depp do this? Did he commit domestic violence against this woman? And if so... Good, that's a good point that you make, Sean, because if you notice, um, the uh, the woman that Johnny Depp has children with, Vanessa Paradis, and a couple of other women that have been in relationships with him, um, a state that he was never, uh, ever violent toward them. So in other words, just because somebody says somebody does, did something, it doesn't mean... 
it's necessarily true. And in that case, that you just cited as an example. Yeah. Jeffrey Lord, she sounds like a very angry woman. And when you have people as close as George Stephanopoulos was to her and people like Dee Dee Myers, and they're saying these awful things about her, I think people should pay attention and listen. Well, they should. And I'll tell you, one of the things that comes out of all of these things, let's recall that uh, that famous episode where she sat down on the Today Show and said that the real story was the vast right-wing conspiracy that's been after her husband since the day he you know, declared for president or whatever. The point here is that not only does she have the, the temper problems, uh, and she who is making an issue of Donald Trump's temperament, but she, in fact, w- when a problem arises, she tends to shift it off immediately to somebody else. In other words, it wasn't Bill Clinton that was the problem. It was the vast right-wing conspiracy that was the problem. What difference does it make, she says, yeah. about the about the, the folks in Benghazi? Well, and she lied, of, but she lied to the families because we... She, yeah. Accepted, to, you know, when she won her nomination votes there, she said, uh, I, among other things, I have your back. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I imagine uh, Ambassador Stevens and the, the Americans who died in Benghazi have a different view of this. Yeah. You know, I think and what's... Sean, sp- Sean what, I, what I find interesting uh, with, with respect to temperament is what I heard, and I think we're all watching the same person say the same thing, is she was speaking about Donald Trump's rhetoric about a judge, Mm. Donald Trump's rhetoric about Hispanics, Donald Trump's rhetoric about Muslims. She wasn't talking about him. Well, Donald Trump's rhetoric about Melania or any of his other. Well, well, Donald Trump's Maples, um, former the former first Mrs. Trump as well. Well, as I know it and understand it, I don't know that Donald Trump ever lied to the families of victims that our government didn't help, even though they knew that they were under fire the way that Hillary did. And we know she lied because while simultaneously telling us that Benghazi was related to a YouTube video, we know she told her own daughter and the Libyan president and the Egyptian prime minister another story, which was this is a terror attack. We also know that 17 bipartisan investigative committees have found her not to be guilty, not have mishandled the situation as Secretary of State. No. There was no cover-up. But there, there was no but, but, we're waiting, we're waiting for a Benghazi report as we, we speak. But as, as, Trey, right, as Trey Gowdy said at the beginning of those hearings, that none of them had the relevant information and emails to actually come to a conclusion on the issue of Benghazi. We're waiting for the final Benghazi report that actually did have access to those things. And I know that's a talking point. But I confront you with the issue of Hillary's temper. You dismiss it. I confront you with Hillary caught in a bold-faced lie, and you dismiss it. You know, I'm beginning to think that you're one of the 71% of those people polled in Rasmussen that say even if she's arrested for breaking the law, that you would still want her to keep running, wouldn't you? Well, first of all, I don't. there is no indictment, and even if there is, everyone, is, and I don't believe there will be, everyone's innocent until proven guilty, and she doesn't even have a charge, a criminal, or otherwise, or an indictment uh, toward her. There is an investigation, one. Two. Everybody has a temper and everybody lies, whether they're running for president or not, whether they're Democrat or Republican, whether they're female, whether they're male, whether they're a Clinton, they're a Trump. I, Leslie Marshall, have lost my temper. I, Leslie Marshall, have lied, unfortunately, and we all have. Leslie so Marshall for president. That somebody would be unfit to hold office. For being human, not a good side of our Look, human behavior. Do you notice, uh, I, Jeffrey? I, I don't think that's a strong. Do you case. notice, Jeffrey? She never addresses the lying. She I, never addresses the corruption. No, I just well, said, I, I said, everybody John, lies. Here, and every, here, here uh, is the problem that I think we're going to see illustrated a lot, thanks to Donald Trump here in the next uh, uh, several months. You can start with 
Whitewater and draw a straight line all the way through the entire Clinton administration, all the way through her tenure as Secretary of State, to this moment with the email situation. And what they all have in common is she doesn't tell the truth. She uh, has this temper and goes after her critics. Think of Juanita Broderick, uh, whose voice I recognized in one of those one of those tapes that you had. This is a constant. It's not like you know. In, w- you hope with anybody's life that they understand their flaws as they go along and that they they don't repeat them. But what's happened here is that from beginning to this moment, over a decade, it's the same set of flaws that appear all of the time. This incapacity to tell the truth, this incapacity to have good judgment. And now she wants to be in charge of the FBI, the CIA, the IRS. I mean, this is a pretty frightening thought. Yeah. Well, I I guess, you know, the the idea that Hillary Clinton is somehow um, questioning the temperament of Donald Trump, I think, is somewhat interesting to me because the people that have known her best and the people that are now speaking out about her temperament, they give a very different picture of what she has tried to present publicly. And I know questions have been raised about Donald Trump's temperament. I trust his temperament far more than everything that I'm reading and seeing and hearing about Hillary, including from those that were closest to her. Uh, And there's no similar instance. You know, I've interviewed all the Trump kids. I've interviewed all the people close to the Trumps. And I've never heard a single instance where Donald Trump has lost his temper. Not one. No, and I, I mean, you've been around him, Sean. I've been around him. If you interviewed all this. the Clintons, they would say the same thing. Nobody's going to throw their daddy, their husband, Well, do you think if I interviewed uh, George... father-in-law under a bus. Do you think George no, Stephanopoulos lied when he said that she had this George volcanic... Stephanopoulos is not her, George Stephanopoulos is not a Clinton. He's not a child. No, but he's he a Clinton sycophant. I mean, go watch the movie The War Room and you see him kissing their ass and, and battling like nobody's business over this. And he had to bring her bad news one day, and she lost her. You know what? She but lost again, it. We're talking. We're talking about two different types of temperament. If you're talking about temperament and dealing with people and, and calling out somebody's ethnicity, um, who is a sitting judge? Well, what's the difference what if I she's? Am, but, what, what, what is the? Here, what I am here. What is the? What is the difference if Dee Meyer says she belittles people, smashes them down, that she jumps down people's throat, that she has a fierce and chilling temper? As George Stephanopoulos said, what does that say about her? We're, we're talking about her. Well, We've talked about the judge issue here, now you're for five days. About, you're talking about you're talking about Dee Dee Myers saying something versus Hillary Clinton putting forth rhetoric on an international level that is viewed online and on television by the world. And that's a very big difference. The things that Donald Trump is saying and the things that he could encourage one to do in a court of law, for example, I mean, uh, with with what he's proposing about a bias from somebody who is Hispanic or somebody who's Muslim. Well, wait a minute, Leslie. Wait a minute, Leslie. Are you telling me that in the 1960s, for example, when uh, African-Americans, freedom riders and that sort of thing were hauled before white segregationist judges, that the fact that they were white segregationists was not relevant? Are you honestly, I mean, I'm sure there are African-Americans offended by that, Jeffrey. Are you honestly going to say that Donald Trump is in the same category as somebody in the civil rights movement. No, 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 don't, don't, don't change my words here. I'm asking you if, if it's okay for people to suspect white segregationist judges in the 1960s, justifiably, I might add, why is it wrong now to do it with a different judge well, I guess who, is, who, is, who, is, who goes out of his way to identify man, himself by race, jury or by a male ethnicity. judge? If you are, if you're a Jewish judge or Jewish on the jury, and somebody has Arab ethnicity who's standing before you for judgment, that's going to go out. 
for crying out loud, how could you even have a criminal justice system with a judge and a jury in such a multicultural society as America today with that type of stimu- stimulus and witness test? If you, are, if you are making a big point of your ethnicity uh, on the bench, and this judge, not, not only was he doing that, but he, he belonged to a group that was uh, the National Hispanic uh, Bar Association that, that a year ago put out a statement saying that they wanted to have a, a boycott of all of Donald Trump's properties. Now, you can take a boycott as a good thing or a bad thing, and you can like Donald Trump or not like Donald Trump. But for the judge to be a member of a group that is calling for a boycott of Donald Trump means he should be disqualified immediately from sitting on the case. He's got a conflict well, of interest. Know, Jeffrey, you know that if you look at the Judicial Code of Conduct and the first uh, being personal bias, that his ethnicity, ethnicity or membership in any of those groups isn't well. Larasa is Larasa in the list of Larasa means the race in the San Diego uh, lawyers Larasa chapter does link to the national radical Larasa group on their website, and they of course believe that Aslan is the southwestern United States belonging to Mexico. I wouldn't link such a website to my website. But uh, you can judge it any way you want. But i got to let you both go because we're just out of time. The California Supreme Court last year ruled that California, the judges in California cannot belong to the Boy Scouts because they discriminate against gays. So they do have rules about these kind of things. Great point. Jeffrey Lord gets this big star of the day. Good point. All right. Velma's standing by. Velma sends me these nice texts out of nowhere. She says, I just want you to know that me and the boys, my nephews, I adopted them, miss you. I just want to say hi. I just want you to know I'm praying for you. She sends me these beautiful texts. Well, Velma, you're so kind to me. Why? Because I love you. Oh. Well, the, you, know what? You, you know what? You're a wonderful man. And you know what? That's why I won't let anybody sit up and talk about you. I, I well, well hang you. on a second. Now, all your friends at church don't like me, right? And your husband doesn't well, like me. Well, some of them. Some of them. Now, does your husband think that we're getting a little... Say they don't like you. They don't agree with what you say. Now, let me ask you a question. Your husband doesn't like me. Does he think like there's some no, hanky? No, that's not true. No, hang on. Do, I want to ask you a question. He does he think like there's some hanky panky going on because we have a very respectful relationship. Very respectful. That's why I know. See, that's why nobody can tell me anything because you've always been good to me. I've come to some of your uh, functions. The people are wonderful. I know, to me. but but your you husband never comes. Wonderful. You are a wonderful, wonderful man, and nobody's going to sit up and, you know, your opinion, I may not agree with a lot of them, but I still love you. Can I ask a question? Why does your husband never come and meet me? Because he just... What? That doesn't mean he doesn't care. I mean, are you guys, does he, well, no. Every time I've met you, every time I see my nephews, and I love those, those, those kids are amazing kids. They are. All right, I, I, and they're so nice, they give me a hug. I, they I, love you. Oh, God, they love you. I always test them. I'm like, all right, who's on the $100 bill? If they get it right, they get 100 Who's on the 50 If they get it right, I give them a 50 If they, I ask them if who's on the 20 they get a 20 Who's on a 10 Who's on a 5 Who's on a 1 Yeah, and, you question them. Yeah, that's good. And that's good, right, because I'm trying to help them. And then right. I, I try and remember them at Christmas, right? Right. So, yeah, you're wonderful. What, what, what more can I say? Well, you could say, all right, you know what? I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. If you want to make my husband do things that he don't want to do. Who's in charge of that family for crying out loud? Somebody's got. He, he 
is. But you know what? My husband's just like that. He just he's 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 a little different. But I love him. I mean, I adore him because he's a, he's a he's a wonderful man, just like you are. And he's good to me, and he's good to our children. So yeah, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad he, been, well, I'd like to meet him one day. I mean, what, what, but there's got to be something because every time I'm there, he, he doesn't don't agree with a lot of things that you. But say. what is it? So we don't have to talk about how bad Obama is. I can tell him how great Trump well, is. Look at you. See, see how you do it. You'll probably do it and won't even realize you're doing it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Velma, we love you. Kiss the kids. Tell them their uncle Sean you. says we hello. All right, okay, Velma. Bye-bye. God bless you. By the, isn't that, don't you think, Linda, that's strange? That I never meet the husband. He never shows up. I don't think he likes me. And Velma, He you, doesn't like you. You think that's what it is? She's a Christian <laughs> woman. She can't say that. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, but, I mean, what does he think? I mean, Velma's an older woman, for crying out loud. I mean, does he, he thinks he... you're a loud talk radio host who is flirting with his wife and filling her ideas. Oh, I'm not with, filling Filling her with ideas that she doesn't... You know. I, I, there's no flirting here. We're just friends. I just like her. I didn't say you were flirting. No, I'm not. But he obviously thinks she's the most wonderful woman in the world, so assumes that any man would. Just a beautiful woman. Velma, you know, Velma... I, Larger than life, Velma she's, is. She's a lovely woman. You've met her. Everybody here has met her. We never meet the husband. It's almost the like the first he's a time I guy. met her. This is how I met her. We were live on the air. No. I get a text. The text is I have no idea what she's saying. So I call her. It's her and her sister and the boys. So where are you, Linda? I don't know. I'm on the avenue. I'm like, Velma, this <laughs> yeah, there's is a lot New of York avenues. City. There's a lot of avenues. A lot of avenues. All I can tell you is it's busy, and I just don't know where I am. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. So I'm like, just get in a cab. Well, I'll you remember what it, I did? I, I finally I finally had to get her a driver for the weekend because yes, it was did. becoming such a problem. Every time we talked to her, where and are then you? She got I don't ma- know. And then she got mad at me because I couldn't go to the Yankee game with them because I had you know, an event with my kids, and she started getting mad at me. But she's over that now. Yeah, she's over that. She knows you're super busy. We love her. All right. Uh, Gail is in Galloway, New Jersey, listening to the all-new AM710 WOR, the voice of New York and New Jersey. Hi. Hi, Sean. This is Gail. I heard you were talking about Laureate Yeah. Walden University. I am a victim of Walden University, and I want the world to hear my story. Right. Um, I entered their doctoral program in 2001, got all the way to the dissertation phase, um, which was five dissertation courses. They informed me I had no money that I could borrow, so I was just basically done. I couldn't pay for that on my own, $15,000 just to do a dissertation. Went away for a few months, came back. They said, you can come back as a transfer student. We'll give you nine credits. Are you kidding me? $100,000 in debt, you want to give me nine credits? And I keep telling them to this day, I'm not going away. Tried to apply for readmission. They denied. Are you going to sue? Well, you're trying to sue. Um, I'm tr- Part of a group, we're trying to do a class action suit. We were involved with the group. We had an individual representing us. Case went to court. Um, From what I understand, it was dismissed. We were told to sit quiet for a year. Um, No one ever told us what happened. No one asked us for our input. So now we're trying to draw some attention to Walden University and see if someone out there will step up, represent us, and help us get our money back. I owe them $100,000. I have a total debt, student loan debt, of $184,000 that I will... Did you get the education you were promised? No. I still don't have my... PhD, and the only way I'll get one now is to go to another school and do another complete program. Whoa, whoa, what about all the classes you completed? Well, they've strung me along so long that 
classes are no good after a period of time. Are you? What do you mean they're no good after a period of time? You've done the job. You got the grade. You, that works towards your degree. A lot of people do degrees in the ten-year period of time because they're working people. I assume you work, right? I, I work absolutely. And how many years of your? How many more credits would you really need? 25 to do the dissertation and a two-week residency. Okay, so you should, you're fairly close to getting it done. Well, they won't accept me back because they enrolled, what? they enrolled me in two dissertation classes, which I did not agree to, never went on the blackboard and participated, so they gave me two Fs, dropped my GPA, told me it was incumbent upon me to prove that I never went on the blackboard because they no longer have the records. Well, no, it's incumbent upon them to prove that I did. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe what I'm hearing here. And I assume you got good grades, so this is not academically related, right? No, it's because of these... uh, All right, I'm going to put you on hold. We're now getting a whole group of these people that were victims. When did you find out Bill Clinton got paid $16.5 million in four years for Laureate University? A few days ago. Wow, you never knew, did you? No, I did not. Yeah. All right, stay on the line, Gail, okay? Right. We're going right. to take we're, we're taking names and uh we're going to do something with this. You know why? Because the mainstream media, oh, Trump University, Trump University. Well, what about the Clintons? They're such phony hypocrites. Oh, the New York Times, we'll do a big story. We'll interview Carrie Prejean. We'll interview the ex-girlfriend. And meanwhile, both of them love Donald Trump and say they were misconstrued, purposely taken out of context by the New York Times. And the same New York Times ignores Juanita and Kathleen and Dolly, uh, Kyle and uh, Paula Jones. Unbelievable. All right. I'm sorry, Gail. Nobody should have to go through that. That's terrible. Uh, back to our phones. Emily is in New York, <clears throat> also listening to the all-new AM 710 WOR in New York. Hi. Hi, Sean. How are you? It's, it's such an honor to speak to you. I watch your show every night. What's going on? Sean, listen, I'm a regular, ordinary person. I'm a mom, a wife, a grandma, a nurse, and watching your show, listening to Hillary, watching Mr. Trump, I don't know where America has gone. The world is on fire. We have ISIS. We have radical Islam. We have Barack Hussein making deals with a country that shouts death to America. Where is the American man? Where is America to stand up to this? He's broken all the morals, the values. He's breaking down spirituality of America with all his evil deeds. And now we have Hillary saying she's going to continue. She's going to continue the legacy of Barack Hussein. Why do I want that as an ordinary, as an ordinary person? I watch him on, on TV. He says there's not a, a smidgen of scandal. I, then I, I sit there listening and I think to myself, Lois Lerner pleading the fifth, the VA scandal, fast and furious. And Hillary has the blood of Americans on her hands. Where, why don't the liberals see this? I don't understand. When I go to work, Sean, I work among all liberals. I'm one, I'm one of, of none of these, these people. They don't understand it. Like, I would rather stand by myself, and I tell them this. I would rather stand by myself than stand with Whoopi Goldberg, Black Lives Matter, Michael Moore, um, Al Sharpton. I would rather stand by myself for this country, for this America that I love so much. And the liberals keep spinning spinning stories. The only uh, place I hear the truth is from you. Well, I appreciate your kind words. Look, you know, the the, the thing... Your voice means so much to America. Your voice means so much. You have to, you know, I know that it's, it's probably hard for you. You're 
you know, with it's your not, family and but well, your voice. You have to your love for I'm this trying. country. And I stand with Mr. Trump. I stand. I got to say him. this because we're running out of time. But I'm going to say this to you. The only motivation I have here is I want the country to get back on track. I want people to be able to get jobs. I want people to be able to buy nice homes, live in safe neighborhoods, have a nice car, take care of their children, and have a nice, happy safe, productive life. That's what I'm looking for. Government is now an obstacle for literally tens and tens and tens of millions of people. Sad. Anyway, thank you so much, Emily. You know, since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they have been committed to improving the lives of Americans' vets, first responders, and their families. Now, for over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Now, Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders with young children. They build specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured vets and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. Now, Dave Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Now, he has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting our vets, first responders, and their families, and there are so many of them that need our help. Please join the foundation on their mission to do good and never forget. Just commit $11 a month. You can do it by going to their website, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org. That's the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. A new dawn is coming to the U.S. stock market, and it's time to throw out the investment blueprint of the last decade and prepare for a massive shift. If you've lost money over the past two years, this changes everything. Hi, my name is Mark Chaikin, and I was hired to create three new indices for the NASDAQ based on what I've learned in 50 years on Wall Street. So believe me when I tell you this shift could send dozens of stocks soaring sky high in just the next 90 days. But this is an extreme setup I haven't seen in years, since before the 2020 crash. The last time this happened, you could have more than tripled your money by just owning one stock. And I'm revealing this number one stock to buy today, 100% free of charge at newaistock.com. The question is why? Because everyday Americans will be impacted mostly by what's coming. And I want you to be on the right side of the table when this shift happens. Don't delay. Just visit www.newaistock.com. 